It's July 30th, 2022, and episode number nine of The Mike Newman Show. Join us today where Tim and I, after enjoying each our own plate of migas at our favorite Austin eatery, we'll spend another breakfast with Dr. Tim, where we really have a hard time figuring out what we want to talk about. But we eventually get going, and then like in most of our conversations, the hardest part is actually finishing a point. But you know, that's why you're here, just to hear a couple of guys sit around and talk about stuff that might be interesting, might not be. So sit back, relax, enjoy, and uh, we'll see you again at the end of the episode. Team in, down in Matador, Texas, which is down in the uh, Texas Panhandle, yeah, and uh, uh, they had a they, they had a an incredible set of athletes. It was primarily a, a Hispanic community, and they had some some kid. I, I if all of those kids didn't show up in the NFL at some point, I'm surprised. So they they had a a marvelous team, and we uh, we so you all traveled from Sayre down to the. Or you were in the Panhandle. In the Panhandle, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. So, but, yeah. But it was a, it was a, I don't know, 150-mile trip. It was, it was sure. a pretty good trip, you know. Yeah. But I, uh, uh, I played center uh, and on, on, on offense, and I played uh, middle guard on defense. You, mm-hmm. So in those days, you, you went both ways. You just turned uh, around. Or just, you didn't turn just, around. You're just like, okay, you got the ball. You got the ball. Yeah. Anyway, I was so I was playing defense and, and – uh, 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 the other team had the ball and they were running at us and and I remember the the ball was high, was hiked and and I lunged forward and I went in the gap between a their center and their guard and, mm-hmm. and pretty much caught one of, one of them caught me on one shoulder and the other on the other shoulder so I was sitting here with my head sticking out and at that point this little this little halfback was going to run through that hole. And I swear that from the instant I saw him, he was starting to grin because he he came up and and not not only did he run over me, but he basically planted a, a forearm right across the bridge of my nose and broke broke my nose. It just laid it out to to one side. And, oh man! Uh, so I I have this I still have this this memory of. Uh, uh, of his heading down to the being in the Texas Panhandle and having a broken nose and nothing to do about it, <laughs> and and with 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 his, uh, we only had a, we had only had about 19 or 20 kids playing at the time, so we didn't have two full teams and I was the biggest kid on the on the mm-hmm. team and so the coach really didn't want me to go off no. the field. And so I'm, I'm sitting here bleeding. I mean, just gushing oh. blood and. Uh, uh, I'm the center and in the middle, but particularly uh, uh, I was ble- bleeding when we got the ball. I was bleeding on the ball, <laughs> and the uh, the referees were were using up towels, wiping blood off of the ball to keep it going. But uh, my how times have changed. Now you get just a little nick, and they take the kid off the field, yeah. and the there's a trainer. Most most teams have a yep. they call them a trainer, but basically a medic, and. Nowadays, they're like super gluing or, or put something over that so that the player doesn't bleed on the other players. Yeah. And, well, and back then it was that different. Did, that didn't happen at that time. No. As a matter of fact, the, <laughs> the, uh, the, the referee kept coming by saying, son, don't, don't you maybe need to go to the side? <laughs> yeah. They're like, he won't let me back over there. I, I'm supposed to stay here, I'm supposed sir. to stay here, yeah. The, the best that they did was they, they we had we had a backup helmet, if you will, that had a cage over the over the front of it. That was mm-hmm. a, a face guard cage. And so the the, uh, the the best they could do in order to keep me in was to put give me the helmet give that had the cage. the cage on it so that I didn't get my nose hit again. Further damaged. But we spent the uh, – so – we we didn't have a doctor that traveled with the team, uh, so uh, uh, at least the coaches were cognizant of the concept of a of a, uh, a concussion mm-hmm. because they uh, I, I played the rest of the game mm-hmm. and uh, uh, finally kind of got the bleeding stop, but the coaches were enough concerned about the potential of a concussion and the fact that I wasn't going to be able to see a doctor until the next day 
that they wouldn't let me go to sleep. So yeah. they, they stayed up with me, made me stay up all night. And uh, uh, we, we then took the 150-mile trip back to Sayre the next morning and went into the, to the hospital to see a doctor there. And he, he basically looked at it and said, oh, yeah, and he goes, cheek, cheek. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was coming, but yeah, uh, yep. And so he, and then he put a piece of tape over it, and that that was all they ever did for it was. Uh, but that was a that was a. You're like follow my eyes, and you're like, ah, oh, you're good. Yep, you're okay. Yep. You're okay. You're yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or, or recite the Gettysburg Address <laughs> for for the me. The tests were different back then too. They, they yes. were well, and, yeah. and, and 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 they they knew they knew my reputation. If, if <laughs> you can't just ask him, you know, what's three plus one? Yeah. No, that's muscle memory they, for Tim. Yeah, you know? so yeah, do something that challenges him a little bit. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> Well, here we are again. Cool. We're we're we've breakfasted and uh, hanging out here. And nice ninety degree morning in Austin. Headed for another hundred, maybe something like that. Yeah, hundred. What's been hitting what about a hundred and two or so? At least yeah. the Camp Mabry, uh, which is close to my house, uh, the Camp Mabry weather station keeps saying that it's a hundred and two, hundred and three yeah. every day. And that that's located right next to a highway, and you know it's pretty pretty well in the city so yeah, it's, it, it, it's it, going to be warm it is it is yeah it's 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 going to be it's kind of in the midst of a heat island uh, i'm always i love to watch the weather radar when we have weather systems that move through central texas mm-hmm. uh, whether it's true or just something that conjures up in my mind but when i watch the weather radar i swear i can watch the the heat island that is Austin yeah. impacting these weather systems. Uh, it's not at all unusual that a, a band of thunderstorms will be coming down from the north. And when they get to Austin, they, they ride over Austin, they kind of break up, and yeah. it's like the storm goes around. We call it the bubble. Yeah. Carrie and I just call it the bubble. Mm-hmm. And it, whether it's coming from the west or the north, or the it south. tends to diverge. Yeah, yeah. it tends yeah. to diverge around the core of Austin, North Austin, even up to where I live up in Georgetown. Um, but if you get a big one, it's oh, just going to do what it's going to do. It'll, it'll do what it's going to do. No, that, that's exactly. true. It, 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 it makes but, its own. But, it, but the ones that you want that are like a gentle rain or something like that, they just they, they oh, can't. Oh, no. no yeah. Come Don't back. do that. Come yeah, back. Yes, exactly. please. So yeah. it's pretty dry, and uh, we got water restrictions. In fact, I was on a business trip last week, and co-worker was sending me a note said are you near this and there was a a big fire uh, up in liberty hill area and they've been battling that it's at 90 percent containment now but they had some homes uh folks um asked to evacuate and then there was a second fire uh, a little bit short south of georgetown if i read the accounts right so i was like yeah it's a little too close for comfort i mean that's like within 15 miles of my home and my wife said, oh, yeah, we saw the plane flying over to do the dips to pick up the water. And, um, yeah, so we, we really need a, we need a good soaker. And We do. It's interesting how that, uh, that, that impacts, that will impact our behaviors. I have some, some friends that live in uh, Napa Valley in California. Mm-hmm. And uh, I sent a paper or some material uh, to them some time back, and this this was back in the winter of this year, and uh, uh, spoke with them on the phone, and they said, "Well, we, we I was going to talk about the, the stuff I'd sent them." They said, "Well, we we can't lay hands on that right now because because of the uh, of the uh, wildfires, uh, we'd been recommended that we pack up our most precious belongings and be able to bug out with, with, oh, wow. with that rather quickly." And, and this is this was why the wildfires from literally two years, or they started two years ago, but they were still recurring with enough regularity that they really hadn't quite unpacked everything yet. They yeah. they still kept stuff packed up, and and I thought, gosh, it's when you're you're still living out of boxes a couple from of years then. later from uh, from yeah. that. It's that's pretty tough. Yeah. Um, you know, before we were talking about, um, you know, before the recording, before we started going, we were talking about, um, just water, you know, access to water. And, um, 
I, I found that interesting. You'd reminded me of a conversation we had a, a few years back about um, basically using the, um, coming up with basically two systems for water collection and delivery, delivery um, basically a slow system and a, a reliable, both of them semi-reliable, I mean, yep. you need them both to work, but one more on-demand and another one that just kind of worked behind on less reliable power sources but could stage things. Yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah, the idea was, was that, that I, as I've watched the evolution of the power grid, I, 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 I read enough and, 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 and have enough envelopes to do calculations on the back of it to realize that, that solar power and wind power are never going to be... Uh, reliable sources of electricity. They, they just aren't, mm -hmm. and, and we can't make them. And right. uh, we can't build batteries big enough to, to, uh, to carry us through a significant period of time. I, I, I think with, with all of the batteries that we make today, you could run the, the grid for 15 minutes or something like that. Never mind the waste and pollution in creating, creating the batteries them. and dealing with them afterwards. Right. But the point is that it, yep. you just you just can't count on on electricity and uh, I mean on uh, solar and, and wind, and they screw up the economics. Oh, got a call coming in for Tim. I love that ringtone. Ah, finally got it turned off. And so, uh, solar and wind screw up the economics for. Other power sources, uh, oil, mm -hmm. gas, uh, uh, coal, nuclear, nuclear yeah. they, they screw up the economics because uh, uh, with all of the subsidies for um, wind power and solar power right. and requirements that those power sources, if they can provide electricity, the grid has to buy them. Mm -hmm. Whereas with other forms of electrical generation, as I understand it, they, they don't really have to. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to have some portion of the capacity be wind and solar, you essentially have to have coal or gas or oil or nuclear excess capacity sufficient to replace all of your solar and wind power mm -hmm. in order to... to guarantee that your grid functions. Now, some places, California, for example, they get around this by simply, essentially buying their uh, excess capacity or buying excess capacity from outside the state. So mm -hmm. they don't necessarily have within the state uh, backup power generation. So, so on the water that, supply, there's yeah, all, 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 all that said, yeah. the, 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 the point I've made was, or have, have thought about and made is that perhaps we ought to remove the fungibility of electricity. Mm -hmm. By that I mean we could create or should create perhaps two distinct power grids a, or, or at least have pass capacity defined within the grid mm -hmm. into divide that into a reliable component and an unreliable component. And solar and wind always would go into the unreliable component. And that would be very useful, uh, it seems, for providing power to move water or to process water. Yeah, both, because move, water both move it and desalinate to, it and to treat it. Treat it, desalinate it. So, so we need to be, have far more desalinization plants to create fresh water from seawater. Mm-hmm. And we need to be able to move that water, that from desalinization plants, we need to be able to move the water around. But more than that then, we need to be able to move large volumes of water across the nation. Mm -hmm. And in general, uh, we need to remove that, move, be able to move water from west to east or east to west across the nation. And it seems that a a very interesting place or way to do that would be to create large aqueducts along the interstate highway system right-of-ways. So uh, aqueducts capable of moving millions of cubic feet of water uh, quickly mm -hmm. and 
be able to move water from sections of the country that in a given year are wet to areas that are dry. And given the fact that there are areas of the West that are always dry and yet people want to continually move there, we need mm -hmm. to be able to move much more, much greater volumes of water there. And California, as a case example, California ought to have a large number of desalinization plants to simply create water out of the Pacific Ocean and to use that for uh, servicing the large population centers, all of which are close to the coast of San Diego, Los Angeles, mm -hmm. San Francisco. Uh, those, those places need to be running off of desalinated water. And that desalinated water uh, requires, the desalinization plants require uh, electrical power. Moving the water around requires electrical power. Mm -hmm. But in general, it's not quite as time critical. And so you can readily power all of those systems with an unreliable electrical grid. Mm -hmm. If it went down for a, a few hours or, or even for a few days, mm -hmm. uh, it would not be a, a significant uh, problem, as, lo as long as we didn't end up trying to design our water systems like our, our uh, 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 supply chains uh, just in time. Uh, you, you need yeah. to have buffering. Uh, and and that, that's where I was going with this, is that you, you almost end up building, well, we have... We have batteries. We have storage. Uh, we have batteries for water. We call them reservoirs. And when those reservoirs go down, that's easy enough to see. We, we direct water back to those reservoirs through such a system. Great job for a company called Boring Company to, yep. to do such things. <laughs> um, you'd also mentioned the kind of the east-west, north-south. Um, basically, east-west is the, the major issue in moving water one direction or the other. You also mentioned something about, um, you know, potentially we direct this, I would say gently, um, <laughs> depending on rain patterns and whatever. And all of this, all of this basically needs an air traffic control system to see where volumes are going and what the weather, because a large weather system can put more water into an area much more quickly and perhaps and devastatingly so this system would potentially then map those out and say, okay, I need to redirect water from here or stop pushing it there and then push sure. it over the other way. Sure, and you, yeah. you, can, obviously get, you can obviously get situations where uh, the weather powder uh, covers such a large portion of the country that, that things kind of go out of whack. Mm -hmm. uh, but It also gives you the opportunity to take some water away from reservoirs that have, Absolutely. that are doing their job of collecting this water coming down to protect flooding. But then you know, we've seen with Lake Travis uh, every 10, 15 years or so, uh, we, you know, the lower Colorado River Authority is like, well, we've got to leave Lake Travis shut, and then that causes flooding back up, uh, back up river. Right. The, so. the point is to it all is that... that we, we've gotten, it seems to me, we've gotten into a mode where our, our various systems that support us, uh, people, mm -hmm. us as mm -hmm. people, our various systems were, were created at some point in the past, and we are very reticent, uh, if not downright hostile, mm -hmm. to the idea of enhancing, improving, and changing those systems. Uh, so the idea is, well, we build a reservoir, nature will cause it to rain and put yeah. water into the reservoir, but if for whatever reason we go through a long period of drought and the reservoirs go down, the only solution that we seem to be willing to accept is we'll just Without. make people use less water. Right. Yeah. Same with electricity. So both of these go hand in hand, and actually they could, they could both support each other. Right. So you, you build dams that have hydroelectric capability. So that's another way that you can feed back into powering the, the pumps that bring water to the reservoir. You know, everything's, it's not lossless, but it, it's, a, it, it's a holistic approach, and I hate to use that word, but it, it is a comprehensive approach, let's go with that, that um, takes us beyond our old assumptions. Right. And, and 
if nothing else, it's it's more climate change friendly than anything we're trying to do right now. Well, the, the basic when we talk about climate change, mm-hmm. any of these things, in in essence, these are all uh, a problem of too large a population for the the the, the resource systems that we have available. Mm-hmm. And so we either need to have less people or we need to have enhanced support systems for those people. But the worst at all, it seems to me, the worst of all situations is kind of what we're, we're, we're into by default, which is we're not going to enhance our support infrastructure. And so if we don't have enough resources to support the population that we have, then we'll just do without. We'll yeah. do, do do with less, and and that that seems to me to be a very a, a very poor very poor way of of uh, working with uh, populations. Well, I think the they've made it pretty obvious. Uh, folks like the World Economic Forum, all of those folks are they've already decided that fewer people is the answer, and and. I think we're seeing, I'll, I'll just say it, you don't need to agree, but I, I think steps are being taken to reduce the virility, the um, basically depopulation. So that's a long burn, but whatever. Rather than address the ability to bring resources where the people are. Well, I always find it interesting that when you talk about decreasing population, the first place that people seem to go is you want to kill people. And the, 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 the kind of the next place is, is, is you're suggesting, because it happens, that, that, that we want to impact the, the uh, propagation of, of people. It seems to me that if you really look at the evidence that we have that the greatest way to decrease population is through affluence. Mm. The better off a country is, the lower the birth rate is. Yeah. It just works that way. And so if you really want to if you really want to cut down start to cut mm. down the population of an area, make it such that everybody's successful and everybody garners wealth and everybody can do what they want to do and that will end up that will that will end up lowering your birth rate. That's that's just the empirical evidence today. So that that being the case, I don't disagree. The first the first yeah. place that I the first place that I go then when I start to say I really think we need to diminish population, the first place I go is that means that everybody needs to be more wealthy. And so that, we're seeing that in China, actually, aren't we? Is China kind of? China, in China, China areas. You, you really can't say anything about China because you can't trust any information <laughs> you don't, you out of don't China. Know. Yeah, you, you just don't know. Uh, so, so I, I wouldn't use China as an example, but I would use uh, other areas and, and, in general, smaller areas uh, in, in countries. But when they they used to have a strict one-child um, restriction. Sure. And I, I could be wrong, but I, I thought I heard that. They were working on loosening that in. Certain, I, I believe I believe that they have, but again, yeah. I think you're I think you're really getting speculative when you try to to, to extract anything out of China, uh, because they yeah. they uh, they control information flow and yep. they control actions and uh, to, to an extent that I I don't think we appreciate at all, mm. and as a consequence, I think you I think you need to be careful about yeah. interpreting anything. Well, but I need I, to be I, careful I, again, with I just, what I hear I just, from ABC, CBS, and but, NBC as well. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. But, but if, I, if I just look on the, the, the experience of, of places, the, the United States is the example that as, uh, as we've, we've over, over historical, the historical record as people have immigrated to the United States uh, and... Uh, They've had the the ability, the freedom, if you will, to uh, work within 
uh, an economic system that allows them to create and amass, uh, 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 accumulate wealth individually, that the birth rate has tended to go down. Mm-hmm. Europe the same way. Yeah. And so, the, 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 when I think, I, I think that the world would be much better off with far fewer people, but I wouldn't suggest doing anything bad to anyone as a result. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't demand that people uh, not have children. I wouldn't demand that anyone, uh, uh, that we have a, a one-child policy uh, enforced by government. I just observe that if people become more affluent, then it seems to be just a fact of, of human nature that they're going to have fewer children, and so that's the that's the first that's the first uh, way to address that particular problem. What do you think the mechanism is that is that causes that? Is it um, that because of the wealth they don't literally because we used to be a very agrarian society, and basically if you had seven kids, you could you could manage the farm. Right. Um, is it now that we've gone more urbanized, housing is more expensive, just things are more expensive in general, therefore parents are deciding that although I have this wealth, it's per capita, it's not really, there's more for me as opposed to, I, I what do you think the mechanism I, I, is? I think, the, I think the mechanism is that we, with affluence, comes the the ability to think about procreation as opposed to it being driven by physiological demands mm-hmm. that with affluence comes the ability to think about it. And so people think about how many children they want to have. Having children later, um, Having children like later, having, having a fixed number of children. And, and, and I don't, don't say that, that this is... This is Something that everyone, uh, you have family meetings and you, you, you plan this out. I, I don't think it works that way. I think that it becomes a, a subliminal uh, uh, part of the, the intellect to think about it and, and recognize that in general, everyone is happier with, with a manageable number of, of children. And some people don't want to have children at all. Some people uh, mm. like to have two children, the classic American family of yep. t- two children. Other people like to have lots of kids running around. And I, I think that, that the world will work fine uh, with that as a, as a, a, a personal choice, as a, as, a, as a result of personal choice. But it just seems to me to be... The, the 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 information the data seems to strongly support the idea that with affluence comes uh, a, con- a greater control of population growth uh, to the extent that that in general our birth rates go down and so, so our population fact, decreases. It's not really controlled because there's no outside pressure. What I hear you saying is it's it becomes something that. Um, not really evolves, but it, it's something that fits. It's a, it's an adaptation to the culture of the present, as opposed to the culture of the past. Of the past, correct. Okay. And and I think that I think that that still in in many parts of the world, uh, children are valuable property. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time. Children are in, in those in those same regions. Very often, children seem to be a a, a uh, an expensive liability, and so individ- people have to individually uh, uh, sort out the economics of the system. Right? Uh, do I want more children because I need them to work the farm, or would I like to have fewer children because I have the resources to support two children and, 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 and support them such that they're enjoyable, yeah. you know? 
as, 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 a, as a parent, the, uh, the, the, one of the great joys, or if not the great joy of, of my life is, is having uh, uh, a couple of daughters and, and watching them grow up and helping them grow up. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's, it's, it's great. And I think that people ought to be able to, to do that and enjoy that. And, yep. and, and so, yes, I believe that, that with greater affluence becomes uh, a greater set of choices that you can make, and that in general, when we can make those choices, it leads us in the direction of, of uh, as a population, decreasing our birth rate and, and tending to, to, to decrease the population. So to completely go a different direction, what is a piece of technology that you see that's promising something that you think that um, is new enough and fascinating enough to pay attention to? I mean, so we, we spoke in the past about um, uh, Elon Musk's and, and, and the reusable rockets and so forth. Is there something else that just kind of, and I know I totally pulled this on you, but uh, <laughs> when, when you're sitting around musing and you're going, you know, that never really seemed to be possible, but mm-hmm. kind of in that direction. Well, certainly, certainly let, let, let me go way back to, to, sure. to, to you know, uh, how do we create the, the plowshares in the first place, right? <laughs> not, we're, we're not quite to the point of pounding the 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 the, uh, the, the, the guns and the into, into into plowshares yeah. yet. But uh, uh, we're, 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 let's go all the way back to uh, uh, metallurgy lessons, if you will, the, mm-hmm. the equivalent of it. But individuals exist in a physiological environment, if you will, mm-hmm. right? So if you look at the, the, evo- at the evolutionary process, the emergence of Homo sapiens uh, came about as a, as a uh, from my perspective and the way I understand the, the, what I read and, and research has been done, evolved uh, as, as, through, physio, through a physiological process. And so we have individuals, individuals create families, extended families become clans, mm-hmm. uh, collections of extended families become tribes, right? And, and, and so up to that point, up to the, the tribal level, mm-hmm. we function pretty much according to Physiological constraints with a minimal amount of social interaction to create the larger social structures. Once we go above the level of a tribe, you're deep into the uh, the uh, the world of social communication, which m- means individuals must express themselves socially. Uh, through social mechanisms, and so that implies language and art forms for uh, essentially extending language over a long period of time mm-hmm. to create uh, external physical memory of so written history, written history, like art in the caves and so forth, instruction of, manuals, right, right, all, all of that. So, so communication, mm-hmm. the expression on the part of one person, the impression on the part of another person receiving that, yeah. is necessary to create larger social groupings. Mm-hmm. So, if you think of the, the the next major social grouping beyond. Uh, a tribe um, it's probably a religion religion okay. is, 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 is probably it and, and, and religion is greatly uh, enhanced by the ability to make use of technology to extend 
that, that the, the, the greatest expansion of, of, of the Christian religion initially, if you will, came with the, the Gutenberg Bible, the mm-hmm. printing press and the ability to, 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 to write a Bible and, and have a Bible written in German that everyone could in that area yep. could read. And so it, it seems to me that... And then uh, sailing ships. And then sailing ships, right? Yeah. Uh, to, to, to expand it. So if you if you think if you ask me, you know, what's the technology uh, in 2022 that has, that, well, that, has the, yeah. that has the that has the the, the the potential for great impact? It's the ability for ind- the individual to make themselves known to the population as a whole. Mm-hmm. Now, our our earliest uh, forays into doing that we now characterize as social media. Mm. Okay, so so Facebook, uh, everybody's Google, a publisher, basically. Uh, sort of. We, well, but, but we 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 we, forget, we, we we made a choice about ten years ago. <laughs> rather than everybody being a publisher, we're going to let Twitter and Facebook and Google be the be the publishers. We're the content provider as and long as we behave. Well, we're, we can provide content. They will make the decision about how far it goes. Exactly. Yeah. So, so they put them. They, they are they are between the content provider and the content consumer. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's a disaster. I think it's been a disaster. I think it, it, mm-hmm. you you look at it, 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 it is a disaster. And and it doesn't need to be. Mm-hmm. You know, they they they. they just going back, uh, I had a collection of friends starting in the 1990s that I were old high school friends, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden in the mid 1990s, we started all getting email addresses. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And then we started passing those around, and lo and behold, it was pretty easy to make a list of of email addresses mm-hmm. and write a note and send it out to all my friends. And I could either send it information to a collective yep. or I could send it individually. And we could, we, we, we had some great conversations. I, I learned a lot about people that I grew up with mm-hmm. and particularly in what they'd done since I had, we, we graduated from high school and I hadn't seen them in 40 years. Mm-hmm. But, and, and so that was, that was a very, very nice uh uh, mechanism, uh, people that wanted to disseminate their thoughts to the wider world uh, discovered blogging. Right, right. The, the, the World Wide Web makes that makes that uh, uh, very very useful. Well, the ingenuity of, of of people knows no bounds when it comes to tromping on what makes it possible for everybody to do something. And trying to put myself in the position of uh, everybody has to yeah. gatekeeper. Everybody has to go through me to get out there. Yeah. And so I think we made a we made a very very bad social decision to do away with the use of direct email and to do it away with the concept of blogging and instead turn to folks like Facebook as <coughs> as our communication media. Mm-hmm. And so. Uh, I think over over hopefully over time uh, uh, we we will recognize more than it's already being recognized. It'll become more more widely recognized that that that's a bad deal and that's a bad environment. And and if if that's the case, the 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 technology that to me is has is the greatest. Uh, Potential going forward is the, the technology of communication, mm-hmm. right? That that and and that in, inherent in that uh, technology of communication is this ability for one person to impact many, mm-hmm. or for many to impact one. And yeah. to, if you can do that with in a totally unfettered uh, mode. Mm-hmm. Where where the sort of the concept of free speech comes in, if I can if I can think and say what I want to in an environment where other people can read that or see that or understand that, and whether 
they agree or disagree, I can have we can have an exchange of, of yeah. ideas. Uh, I think that has the greatest potential for good over the long term. Uh, uh, but so to my observation of what I mean, Facebook. To me, there's two sides to Facebook. I love the fact that I've got high school classmates and so forth that can post updates. That's how we organize, just like you did. Um, we've moved to Facebook to organize our next meetups in, 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 in our hometown and so forth. And it's, it's been really good for, I think, at the uh, clan level, <laughs> if you will, you know, as far as uh, a tribe. Let's go with tribe. Uh, the tribe of my high school classmates and their families and their experiences over the years, I get a lot of value out of that experience through Facebook without having to maintain a whole bunch of uh, email addresses and lists. I just go there, and they're my friends. On the other hand, um, advertising crept in to become, I mean, crept in, it just barged in as the main way that these companies that you're talking about have either made revenue. I don't think Twitter's really broken even or, you know, it's just barely floating on, but Facebook is an advertising revenue machine and they've made decisions accordingly of what is advertising safe, brand safe, etc. Well, and if you and yeah. so let me jump in there because yeah, that's sure. something I, that's why I threw it out there. If you, if you make if 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 you're if you're if you're in my view, mm-hmm. interpretation, if you're honest about it, we're at a point now where Facebook does not meet the criteria that you just previously stated for Facebook. The first the first part. It That's right. Yeah. Facebook, yeah. Facebook today is a terrible way, it, it seems to me, is a terrible way to communicate with my friends. Okay? I, 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 would, I would go in an instant back to a situation where the system that we had set up it, what, what was we maintained lists and everybody had access to the list. You mm-hmm. you want to you want to send a message to everybody, do it. Mm-hmm. If you wanted to to send this to a few people, do it because you've got individual uh, email addresses. Facebook kind of made that in, in 2010 or 2005, somewhere back there, 2010, I guess it was. Facebook got to the point where. Uh, uh, a number of my friends wanted to move to that rather than what we've been doing yeah. via email. And it made sense. Today, I have to hunt, literally, I have to go hunt individually if I want to learn something about an individual friend. Right. Facebook doesn't tell me that So anymore. the algorithm, yeah. The, the algorithm has changed. So, so I, I have, I have a, a hundred friends, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will routinely see, when I log on to Facebook, I'll re- routinely see posts from four of them or three of them or five of them, mm-hmm. right? If I want to know, I, I sometimes think, oh, well, maybe all of these other people aren't posting. And so I'll periodically start to go through my list of friends and I'll go look at what they've been doing. They're posting stuff all over the place. Mm-hmm. Facebook doesn't tell me about that anymore. Right. But what does Facebook give me? 60% of the items in my news feed, if you will, or my, my feed that I see, there's advertising. Yeah, suggested. You know all this stuff. Just right. Yeah. Well, and 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 it, 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 it's it's either direct advertising, mm-hmm. and it may be even more than sixty percent. It's either direct advertising, mm-hmm. or it is um, websites of, or additional sites whose whole, sole function is to sell web uh, advertising, but they'll show you cute pictures yeah, of cat, cats yeah. uh, or or dogs. I'm I'm a sucker for dogs. Yeah. Stories, right? And 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 so. I'll, I'll, I'll see a post about uh, uh, somebody's rescued a dog, and I think, oh, that's neat, and I'll, mm-hmm. I'll read through it. And without even without being conscious of it, I suddenly realize a few minutes later that I've been just going through dog stories. Mm-hmm. And so Facebook has observed what I was doing and is... Fixing what it feeds me, oh, such yeah. that, that 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 I've gone down this this path. And the the other thing that's that's particularly ominous about Facebook and Twitter and mm-hmm. all of these is that we express our our uh, our deepest feelings to them. Yeah. 
and and we do it in in weird ways, you know. They're, 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 I, I see all kinds of these little uh, little posts, you know. Of uh, here's a recipe. Uh, what do you think about the? Or you know, here's a recipe or. Here's a funny factoid or, or the like, and I suddenly realize that when I click on that, I'm telling them something about me, mm-hmm. and they're keeping track of it. They being Facebook, they're, they're, they're keeping mm-hmm. track of that. Uh, I made the observation uh, a year ago, uh, uh, actually, yeah, a year ago, I guess, uh, in the aftermath of the uh, 2020 election, that the the the, the fraud. From my perspective, the fraud that occurred during that election is massive. It, it goes beyond anything that anyone wants to contemplate. But it it, it impressed me that it's completely plausible uh, that if I combined Google, uh, Facebook, Twitter, what is known about me, what I've told it about me. Right that it would be completely plausible for a com- combination of those entities being able to, to uh, 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 consolidate all of that information. It would be perfectly plausible for someone, for those folks, to write out the result of an election for the nation. Ahead of time. Ahead of time. Yeah. Here's a, li- here's a list of people in Precinct 256 in Austin, Texas. You know, however many, 1,000, 2,000, whatever it is, 5,000. Here's a list of all of the people in that area, and here's the way they are going to vote. Yeah. And so I, I would venture that they can do that with probably a 98% probability uh, rating. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, really, that's really scary because yeah. it, it, it essentially opens up the, 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 the concept or the possibilities for fraud within an election system that just boggled the mind. Sure. And, and it, it sounds like conspiracy theory. It, it is so mind-boggling, and yet uh, I, I believe that it's here. So on the one hand, communication systems are the way forward. It's, 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 yeah. it's, it's, it's an enhancement of what humans have evolved over the, uh, over the, uh, the eons of time, the ability to express, mm-hmm. uh, the ability to get good at expression, yeah. Right. And one of the ways that you get good at expression is that you have powerful languages to to do that. And you get good at using those languages. And you diminish that capability, uh, the, the, you diminish the ability to, for that capability to, to, to be good, if you will, whenever a few groups jump in to be gatekeepers. Yeah. And whenever you start manipulating the language itself so yeah. that I no longer can trust the language. So I redefine not just concepts, but I redefine basic words. And when we started before this, I said, man, I read this very disturbing thread on, on Twitter this morning. Uh, it's a thread by a poster called Wokal, W-O-K-A-L, Distance. Kind of a cool name. Dictionaries Wikipedia, changing the meaning of words in order to help the left win arguments, a thread. So this first one is Wikipedia redefining recession. So that's been discussed this week. And they didn't just redefine it, they locked it. Nobody can go back and edit that. So that's special. Um, When Amy Coney Barrett was put on the Supreme Court, uh, folks changed the meaning of court packing. And the dictionary and dictionary.com went along with it. So that happened. Uh, also on Amy Coney Barrett, when she used the term preference while discussing sexual orientation, the left pretended that preference was offensive. And Merriam Weber, Marion Webster, changed the definition in order to make that stick. So that's just three. Then we go to uh, definition of the word female to include gender identity. So previously that was... That, that, yeah. that, incidentally, that brings up a, an interesting point because English, I'm sure other languages are, are equally powerful. Oh, yeah. but, but English has three constructs within the language which make it incredibly powerful. It has adjectives, it has adverbs, and it has hyphens. 
So the concept of gender identity, gender dash identity, mm-hmm. is great because gender identity now becomes something that is very different from gender. And it, it satis- gender identity satisfies all of the needs that people have. I, 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 someone thinks that uh, uh, I, 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 I'm a male by birth, but I like the idea of functioning as a female. And so uh, I, I want to characterize myself as, as female. But the point is that I'm not, but... I would what I really want to do is, is is if I want to change the meaning of the word gender to include things beyond male and female you're really messing with the language and the language itself gives you a perfectly reasonable way to to talk about that with the concept of a hyphenated word gender dash identity that now becomes a totally new concept it's something completely different from gender mm-hmm. But it's, it's a very nice way to encompass all of these things that uh, uh, all, all of these uh, uh, characteristics that uh, uh, one wants to be able to, wants one wants to be able to, various people want to be able to express. And so to me, it's, it's very dangerous when we start redefining the basic words, mm-hmm. if I have a Supreme Court justice that cannot define what a woman is, I really worry mm-hmm. because that says that it's whatever I want it to mean. It's the, it's the when red, I when I want it. To it's mean the that. red. It's the red queen. The word words from Alice in Wonderland. Mm-hmm. The words mean exactly what I intend them to mean. Exactly. I, I, I had a football I, coach who said, "Don't do what I said. Do what I meant." Yeah. Yep. Yeah, we actually used to talk about uh, 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 dwim and dwiss, dwim modes and dwiss modes, do what I say mode and do what I mean mode. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, I guess the last one of these I'll throw out there is uh, folks didn't like non-white people voting for Trump, so they changed the definition of whiteness to include black, brown, and Hispanic people. The dictionary didn't go along with this, but the Washington Post sure did. <laughs> so it's, you know, and, and the thread goes on. There, there's the, Oh, and they even changed the definition of a definition. So mm-hmm. the word definition has been redefined just this last week. And in my mind, it's all about chaos and control. As long as you can just get enough people. So one, one person said, and I agree, the messaging, this behavior, isn't to beat down those that they oppose, although that's a nice side effect. It is to solidify the support of the people that want that to be true. So if you can, because it's never about uh, how many people are registered to vote or how many people are uh it's, a, it's about motivating the base to go take the action. I mean, just look at the, the Revolutionary War uh, and, and the whole move, independence movement. It was a minority of the people in the colonies that wanted independence, but you had that core... Or, cer- or certainly that wanted to go out and shoot somebody else to gain it. Or, or realized that that was the only way to solve these... Injustices, literally, the, to to do something about the claims and the grievances that were made in the in the Declaration of Independence, mm-hmm. and that I think a lot of people right now are trying to um, egg on and create scenarios uh, that, that they just enjoy non-peaceful. <laughs> you know, we have these mostly peaceful uh, riots and so forth. Uh, they're cool with that. Yeah. So, I I don't want to end on a total downer, but you know probably should wrap up a little bit. So well, I I, I think we need to we need to put a put an asterisk by all of this. I think we've uh, we've launched into uh, a, lo- a lot of, uh, of uh, uh, reflecting on uh, personal 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 and personal beliefs and and, mm-hmm. and the like. And and I'm not sure that our conversation uh, today has been. 
all that uh, uh, well structured, if you will. We've, yeah. we've touched on a lot of points. We've gone a lot of places, but we've we've also we've touched on points that I know both of us uh, have been interested in over time, and and uh, uh, it's a it's a uh, an area that is uh, ripe for some nice organized thought, if yeah. you will, going into it. Yeah, I agree, and. And I guess I've just been more re reflective on this, having gone back to not just one high school reunion, but two different classes adjacent to each other. And um, that was really, I mean, when you talk about reflective, that was, that was fun. It was, we had a great turnout. Um, a lot of folks that I, you know, back to your Facebook thing, a lot of them I don't agree with. They yeah. don't agree with me. But we had a really good um, exchange about... I wouldn't say the good old days, but you know, it was it was that common time that was a much more innocent time. Yeah. And uh, combined with the fact that our old high school building was literally being destroyed that weekend, <laughs> um, we had a lot of neat reflection on. Oh yeah, it's kind of funny that the new gym was still called the new gym up until the day it was torn apart. Yeah. <laughs> so been uh, there, done that. Yes, absolutely. Well, I, I'm old enough uh, and enough older than you that I'm I'm actually from the little town that I I grew up in. Uh, I'm guess looking now at like the third iteration. So mm -hmm. they, they there were three <laughs> school buildings: a, 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 an elementary school, a junior high school, and a high school. Uh, three different buildings that uh, that I attended school in. Uh, those were all replaced and, and torn down uh, 40 years ago or so, and uh, we're now getting to the, 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 the third wave where those buildings are being torn down. And, uh, and, and, and it's funny, they, uh, when, when I was uh, in, uh, uh, in high school, they, we, they, they, uh, we'd had a junior college in the, mm -hmm. in the little town for a long period. And it had always simply used the buildings of the of the high school uh, for classes. Yeah. But they finally got to the point where they actually built uh, a few buildings, a dormitory and a classroom building or a couple of classroom buildings and a gymnasium. Okay. And so that, that gymnasium became the school gymnasium. It became the new gymnasium. Right. <laughs> and so here we're, we're now we're now uh, getting along 60 years later. And, and when, I, when I talked to to old classmates about it, I still talk about the new gym. It's still the new gym. Yeah, yeah. because I'm, I'm afraid somebody will, uh, will uh, think that I'm talking about the gym at the junior high school building, which was the old gym, right? That's <laughs> <laughs> no, that was new, and then that became newer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, we just raised the whole building at this point. So the old gym and the new gym they're gone. They're gone. Yeah. So. Well, that's sometimes that's that's what you got to do. You know. You I, I wonder the, Bol if, the Bolsheviks did that with the czar. <laughs> so it's just going to become the gym, but then a bunch of us were like, well, where's JV going to practice? I mean, it's like we're, we're, the curmudgeon came yeah. out among a bunch of us that, that uh, you know, participated in sports and were the time of, well, they're, how are they going to do that? There you get an interesting illustration of, of, of this idea that uh, that the... The English language gives you a perfectly reasonable way to, to handle that, right? You 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 have the the AAA dash gym and the BBB dash gym, right? But that's real hard. I really was want to talk about a gym, but it used to be this building and now it's this building, right? Yeah. And and, and for some reason we we we're we're, we're unhappy with uh, with talking about the. This gym by name and right. versus that gym by name. You know. Exactly. So, um, it was good. It was a good weekend. It was. I'm really glad I made the trip back, and it was. Uh, those, those are fun. In general, they're fun. Yeah, uh, yeah. If yeah. you if you if you pursue that over if you if you made enough contacts that you you stay in touch and you pursue it, you you're gonna find out some things that you you certainly didn't know about. And and some of them are not going to be good, or they're not going to be happy. Let's put it that uh, yeah, way. Yeah, no, and, it, it agreed. But uh, it was it was. A but good, you ought to do them anyway. Yeah, exactly. I mean, to me, it's all it's it's, it's life, and and I uh, have a great aunt who that was her phrase. It's all part of life. Well, thanks for sharing so a little bit of yours with me this morning, Tim. It has been interesting. Uh, yeah. I, I, this is, <laughs> 
<laughs> I, I can't wait to uh, to listen to the uh, to the replay of this to to, 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 to see what cringe. we talked about. Yeah, say, oh crap! <laughs> I didn't say that, did I? No. I, I, yeah. and, and just on that, to to double asterisk your asterisk is we've got to have freedom to be able to. In fact, to me, I think that's one of the points of the freedom of speech is air stuff out and it it might not be right it probably won't be right i mean and you and i being you're very toward a a writer you go through multiple look look at it look look at it it, today it it's viewed as career ending if you will that a person expressed this particular perspective 40 years ago. Mm-hmm. And, and so we, 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 we treat the idea that A, people may change over the course of 40 years or that in an expression 40 years ago, people may have been testing out a, a new thought, a new mm-hmm. idea. We, 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 we now treat that as something you can't do. Yeah. And so if you express something 40 years ago that's not certainly in the majority view today, then well, you, you've got to be silenced because of that you forever. Go back, you go back to the Red Queen. So it's whatever the interpreter chooses to, which rule they choose to apply. Right. You know, like a uh, uh, recent president said, well, my, my opinion on that has evolved. Yeah. All right, so, okay. It's okay for you to evolve, but it's not okay. Others are incapable of well, it. Well, obvi- yeah. obviously, the, 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 the correct answer is that everybody should be able to evolve and, and everybody should be able to change their mind. And if people change their mind in the quote-unquote right direction, great. Yeah. If they change their mind in the wrong direction, yeah. well, okay. I, 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 at least I know that now, you yeah. know, and I'll, I'll deal with it. Um but the, the idea is that that in a if, if free speech is to mean anything, that we have to have a free exchange of ideas, mm-hmm. and uh, people have to be able to you have to be able to express the you ideas. You have to be able to be uncomfortable. You yeah. have to be willing to go through. You have to go through the ability to suffer a little cringing, and uh, I mean, well. As an example, uh, we're watching in the conversation. <laughs> but as an example, I, yeah. I, I found it interesting that uh, that uh, at a school board meeting where in Pennsylvania somewhere, uh, someone wanted to uh, to uh, uh, complain about what they perceived to be the existence of, of pornography within the local school library. Mm-hmm. And as an illustration of that, they wanted to sit in a school board meeting and read the sections read the of the book. book. Yeah. And they were not allowed to do that exactly. because that was inappropriate language or inappropriate subjects for the school board meeting. And so, literally, if you, if you can't have a conversation about something and say all of the words, if you can't, if you can't, yeah. if you can't have a conversation about Tom Sawyer mm-hmm. and talk about everything that's written in Tom Sawyer, then you're, you're in a bad situation. Yeah. And we all know what that means. Anyway, it was great fun. Thanks, Tim. Enjoyed it. All right. See you again are, soon. Are we doing this again next week? I think we can. That'll be good. Let's do that. The week after, we got stuff going on. Yeah, got stuff going on then. All right. Thanks, Tim. Enjoyed it. Bye. And that's about a wrap on another episode of The Mike Newman Show. Thanks for listening in. Uh, As always, you can check out the show notes at mikenewman.show. That's M-I-K-E-N-E-U-M-A-N-N dot show. And also, uh, if you have an ActivityPub compatible account, uh, like with something like uh, Mastodon, uh, you can check out and leave comments at comments.mikenewman.show, where we have um, basically a place for you to leave your comments. Uh, up there for everybody to see. Another way for feedback is uh, send a note to mike at mikenewman.show. See the spelling previously described. Um, And love to hear from you. Love to hear your thoughts on um, what we tried to talk about today. It was kind of a kind of messy little uh, conversation just kind of all over the place. But uh, anyway, that's that's part of the joy of, of really not having any particular agenda. Um, for when we meet, <clears throat> excuse me, for these for these breakfasts. 
Um, this is a value for value uh, effort. Um, if you found any value in this, um, uh, drop some satoshis at me um, either on um, through the website, uh, through uh, using the gitalbi.com plugin into uh, your browser, or um, stream sats and send boostograms using a new podcast app. Where can you find that? Why isn't it working in your Apple Podcast app? Well, because it's an old podcast app. You need a new podcast app. So head on over to newpodcastapps.com, N-E-W-P-O-D-C-A-S-T-A-P-P-S.com. I don't have to spell everything, but I sure will make a mess of trying. So uh, at that site, you'll see applications such as CurioCaster, Podverse, Fountain, Podfriend, Breeze, which is actually a mix of a payment mechanism, application, plus a podcast player. And as I mentioned earlier, getalby.com is a great way to go um, set yourself up to be able to boost through some of these applications, such as, for example, Podverse, uh, podverse.fm on their website or through CurioCaster, uh, etc. And if you're wondering what all this nonsense is I'm talking about, this is all from Podcasting 2.0. Uh, another podcast, actually, you should probably think about listening to if you're into the the growth and the development of podcasting as an art. And that is, you can just look in your favorite podcast player, look for Podcasting 2.0. A um, bunch of us will be up at Podcast Movement in Dallas. That's August 23rd through 26th, uh, meandering around the halls and generally uh, sharing the good love that is Podcasting 2.0 uh, for protecting and growing and strengthening um, the tools we have in podcasting and basically um, how to carry it forward. So that's my pitch on Podcasting 2.0. You pretty much always get one of those (laughs) with every one of these episodes. Uh, Literally, this is the content. Uh, This podcast is what I use to try these things out and uh, try to contribute what I can through basically being a crash test dummy for uh, some of those apps and services out there that are looking to see what the new tags are doing in the namespace, in the feed, and so forth. So uh, thanks for joining us, and we hope to hear you around through comments, feedback, email, or uh, if you know my email address otherwise, just drop me a note over there as well. So uh, take care, and we'll be back soon. Bye for now.